Oh, hello. Well, hey there, Caitlin. How you doing? Oh, you know, just peachy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I am uh, slowly going insane, but nothing new. Yeah, no, same here. <laughs> I've started gardening. I saw that. So for you guys that don't know, during the quarantine, some people have taken up certain hobbies. Caitlin has taken up gardening. I've taken up a multitude of hobbies. Um, most of them are stupid. Gardening, I think, is one of the smart ones. It's not the, it's not the stupidest one I've done. No, yeah. Um, I've decided I'm going to start learning survival tools. Oh, yeah? So gardening like is one of them. Nice. Nice. I have uh, I have taken up leatherworking. I saw that. I made a pouch. Yeah, I saw it was a beautiful pouch, and I think you did an excellent job, buddy. It was uh, it was it was fun because I was like, I, so I put on a YouTube video that had like all the instructions. So like I would watch it, and then I'd pause it, and then I'd do it, and then I'm like, all right, next step, and then I press press play again on YouTube. And- Watch it for like 30 seconds and be like, okay, I can do that too. <laughs> and sometimes I had to rewind it because it's, uh, it's not totally as easy. That. It's not easy, but it was, it was fun. And I, 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 that took me about three and a half hours to do. Oh, well, that's awesome. I totally understand that because I've started picking back up on learning the ukulele and I have to rewind every 15 seconds on the YouTube tutorials. So, feel that, feel that shit, dog. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, what else is good? <clears throat> Besides that nasty coffee out there. Oh, I know. It's it's much better. It's much better. Yeah, but what have you been doing? What it, how do you um, feel your days? So I have been playing a lot of Xbox. I have I been watching a lot of Netflix and Hulu. I've been pretty good about not watching any like television. I mean, mind you, I was sleeping for the majority of two weeks. <laughs> so, so you no. substituted TV watching with napping. Um. Well, it was more out of like illness than um not wanting to uh-huh. watch stuff. Uh-huh. I've heard that YouTube has been dropping a lot of really great things. But yeah, no. I mean, for the first, I would say about a week and a half after I got sick, I was sleeping like. 16 hours a day recharging Uh, those batteries yeah which is difficult for me because i i like to be productive and i like to do you know i'm normally a bartender i work you know a lot of hours during the week and things like that so it's hard for me to i would get up and i would feel guilty um but my mom kind of gave me like a pep talk the other day because good old mom yeah, yeah, no, my mom's been great. Um, they drove all the way up here. I live an hour and a half from my parents. 
And they drove all the way up here to, like, drop me off Pedialyte and uh, chicken noodle soup. Uh, They got me new pillows. Just, like, comfort items and things like that. Because in a time like this, when you're sick and you can't have your family around you or your loved ones near you. And, Mm -mm. you know, there's just... I think people are finding really creative ways to be... Uh, close to their loved ones while staying obviously whatever it's called socially distant social distancing yeah yeah which I just I hate all of the terms that come out during this like if I hear flatten the curve (laughs) one more time I'm gonna fucking slap someone Caitlin we gotta flatten the curve that's why we gotta social distance (laughs) I love watching because Andrew Cuomo who is the governor of New York and Donald Trump, who is obviously the president of the United States, and that's a hard sentence for me to say, but they have just been having like daily dick measuring contests with obviously. Them. But you got to think about it like all <laughs> a lot of uh, politicians are the same way, and it's finally like broken out like on Twitter. Yeah, and so I'm just like, I can't pop enough popcorn to get through this. No, I. I kind of enjoy watching like when they do their little press conferences and shit like that because it's just like such an obvious dick measuring contest between the two of them that I can't even but that's like well, you know one of those small pleasures during the day but mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling much better uh, in the last what like week I've been doing pretty good i I'd, at least like four or five days who the oh, fuck yeah. knows time has no You're, meaning anymore especially in a pandemic <laughs> but like uh, like you were saying your parents you know came down um so my parents live like 10 minutes away from us so they actually would they drive down the street and they stay in the truck and both me and ted go out there and just sit there and talk to them we're you know we're more than six feet away yeah, just... yeah, that's a really nice thing to do. My parents, we talked through the fence. Um, that was kind of like, I felt like the safest. Um, my dad was already sick, but unless we can confirm that both were cases of COVID-19, then it's just not worth it to me to risk like my dad's health, especially because he's got Crohn's disease and well the the your dad and like people like my parents they're in the high risk because they're older yeah yeah exactly so that's really we don't want nice to your parents have been oh yeah and then we uh so we have like a group chat that we you know <laughs> that you know just to, to communicate with everyone that <laughs> like every morning my mom's like hey mama duck wants to know how our little ducklings are doing and so i i replied back quack Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah so no, I think everybody's kind of gaining a new appreciation for the people that they love and things like that right now because it's easy to be aggravated by like your family when they're constantly around, but when you can't go to them or can't see them, like when I got really, really sick at first. Like, you know, everybody wants their mom when they're sick. And oh, yeah. She wanted, 
she wanted to come here and take care of me. And I just knew it was like too much of a risk. So I had to be alone with like this really high fever, knowing that if it got really bad, the only option that I had was to call 911. And that was kind of fucking scary. But... It's crazy. So let's, uh, so do you have anything you wanted to share with us about well, anything in particular? Because I have got some stuff that I want to talk to you about that'll be pretty interesting for our listeners. Well, I'm working on something right now that is um, kind of like a research project about the uh, polio epidemic, actually, mm-hmm. because it was very similar to uh what's happening right now in which they had to close down a lot of businesses and like public locations and things like that. But I have a firsthand account as both uh, my grandmother and uh, my, and her brother both had polio during the epidemic. Uh Uh, And just, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, We've got some, uh, I'm really picking up on the recording by the way. Hey, shh. Chairs comfortable. I will shh. <laughs> so when were we? When are you gonna come out with that? Um, I'm hoping to do that in our next episode. So I called my grandmother on my mom's side. Uh, she had polio as a child during the epidemic, uh, as well as her brother. Her brother had it much worse than she did. So they're both willing to talk to me about it. And then my grandfather as well, who lived through that epidemic, which was in the 1940s. So I just want to kind of like go over like the similarities and how life bounced back afterwards. Um, And how, you know, a lot of people were stuck and, and stuck inside of their homes. And um, how a lot of businesses closed and things like that during it. Uh, but I just thought it would be interesting to just do like a brief kind of like five five minute history on that um, and maybe give like a firsthand account on people that have lived through a similar epidemic or pandemic as we're living through and let everybody know that life does go on and we do recover. Uh, so that's what I've got. What do you got? So, um, the one thing that I've noticed today is everyone, well, not everyone, but like a lot of people on my newsfeed are posting about people protesting the government because they basically want to go back living their lives. And I kind of touched on this on the podcast I posted uh, before this one. But so basically, people are like, they're either they're doing two, one of two things. They're like staying in their vehicles, but they're protesting or they're actually like going to the steps of like the local government or yeah, even the, yeah. the state government. And they're like, Hey, open, open the, you know, this, everything back up. And what these people don't realize is it's like, you know, doctors have said like, Hey, don't gather in groups of more than like, you know, 10 people. Cause they can be transmitted. Even if you're, aren't showing symptoms you might be asymptomatic and so well, and i'm fact, st- they're saying you might be more um 
able to transmit the disease to another person about 48 hours before you're symptomatic. Exactly. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. They're still researching the virus and all that. We don't know exactly what it can and cannot do. And so uh, a friend of mine, uh, my buddy, Matt, he lives in Idaho and he sent me this link. And what it is, is, uh, so this lady got arrested in Meridian, Idaho. It's a town in, it's a, I don't know if it's a big town or small town, town in Idaho. And a lady got arrested. And a lot of people were actually going to the arresting officer's house to protest him, which I don't understand why you would do that. If I see a giant mob of people coming like to my house, like I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to grab my gun and be like, all right, I guess this is how it goes down. So, but luckily the police department showed up and everyone was being very peaceful, but at any moment, you know, mob mentality, somebody could, yeah. you know, have bad intentions and it could have went real bad. Um, but luckily for that, the, the, that town, from what I'm seeing, they're, everyone's pretty chill. So I go and I start doing research. And I'm like, well, what caused all this? Apparently he arrested someone at a playground. Well, what it was is the city had shut down all the parks uh, okay. in their city. I don't know how many they have, but all the parks are shut down. And basically what they did is they actually put up barricades and caution tape so people could not go onto like not the whole park, but like they they said the park was closed and they put barricades around like the jungle gyms and play areas for kids. Well, somebody took down all the barricades and ripped the tape off. And so this group of women went out with their kids to enjoy a nice, beautiful day in Idaho. I don't blame them for that. They've probably been stuck in their house all day with their kids. And these are like little kids, like probably like 10 and under. So there's a bunch of them out at this park. So cops show up because the city has an or has in, been placed in order. Hey, parks are closed. You know, no one's supposed to be here. And the reason they do it, uh, the reason they did that is because the uh, the parks director was told that uh, the coronavirus can actually live on like plastic and metal, like the the, the play area. So he's like, we don't want to get kids sick. Well. Basically, all these moms get mad at the cops because, you know, cops are doing their job. They're like, hey, we were told by the mayor and the parks director that you guys can't be here. So we're going to have to ask you to leave. Cops are, and I watched the video. Cops are being super cool. It's a lot of like, a lot of these guys look like dads. So they probably yeah. have kids. So they're just like, hey, you know, he's like, we, he's like, I don't want to arrest you. I don't want to issue a citation. I just, I just want you to leave. And all the moms start screaming, you know, we pay your taxes, you know. You know how what, typical white people, you know, why can't we be here? We have the, you know, First Amendment gives me the freedom to assemble, wh which that is true. But, and I can speak from this because I work for the city. If the city shuts down a park, there's a, like, it's, it's a public park, but they can shut it down because, you know, maybe there might be a safety issue or, yeah, you know. And not just that, but we're in a state of emergency right now. Exactly. Things are going to go a little bit differently because we're in a state of emergency. Exactly. And the cops told them, like, hey, y'all can go hang out on the grass. Just we, we need you guys. And the parks director was there. And he's like, I need you guys to stay off this equipment. He's like, this is straight from the mayor. You know, so eventually uh, one of the moms gets arrested. She basically told the cops to arrest her after she had been harassing them the whole time. And so 
uh, turns out this mom, total Karen, I don't know her name. I can't find it. Um, not only is she, you know, like the leader of all this. Um, well, yeah, she, and we shouldn't share that information anyways, because you don't yeah. want. Yeah. So she's an anti-vaxxer, like publicly, like anti-vaxxer, but also her husband works for the police department as well of all this. So like, can oh, you imagine, Lord. like, let's say you're, you're a cop. And you're out, you know, you're out and it's, everyone's probably on edge right now. All first responders, nurses and everything because of what's going on. And all of a sudden you get like a phone call and you're like, hey, Caitlin, we just arrested your husband at the park. Yeah, some people just don't learn. (laughs) Yeah. So they're filing. (laughs) Even if you feel like you're not at a great risk or let's say because children aren't really you know they're not getting as sick as adults they're not displaying the same numbers you're not doing this for yourself you're doing this for your community it's an yeah, it's, it's for everyone and that's and when you and when i watch these people you know like i don't want the government to do this to me i'm hearing a lot of me's and i'm like this isn't a me thing right now this is an us thing you know and if you go out and you you know you don't wash your hands, you don't properly sanitize, you don't wear a mask, you know, especially if you're sick, like if you're sick, not even just with coronavirus, if you're sick in general, like you should not be going out because you can uh, transmit that to other people, you know? Yeah, the only times, and I'm, I've been fever free for about five days now, uh, and I'm still not allowing myself contact with other people. Um, I have gone out twice to walmart and did curbside pickup where they like drop uh-huh. the bag like on the concrete and like you go and like grab it and then other than that i've gone for a drive in my car around the block because i just had to like see the world outside of my tiny little apartment it's not fun to be isolated i can attest to that but we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for other people. And you're a fucking fuckhead. If you're mm-hmm. out there just acting like this isn't a big deal. Yeah. But what I, and I posted this on Facebook and I was like, okay, a lot of you are saying, you know, hey, the government's trampling my rights. I'm like, well, so why don't I see you out there publicly protesting? You know? Because you keep saying, oh, this is just or, scare tactic from the if, government. If you think you can go out, why don't you go help these farmers that are having yeah. to destroy their crops and delivering it to food banks or something yeah. like that? You exactly. Know, if, if you're so fucking stuck inside, stop being a fucking dick and do something yes. for your community. And it all comes down to the old adage, don't start none, won't be none. Yeah, you know, it's just a really sad time. I and I, I do feel a, a a definite difference. I've been talking a lot. Um, oh, so another thing I wanted to plug was that I am working on a project right now that's kind of like an audio documentary. Um, it just short diary entry, audio diary entries from people about their experiences during this time, their hopes, their dreams. Um, you know, about the future, 
as well as their fears for the current situation, um, how they're living their daily lives, things like that. Um, but that's just something I kind of wanted to plug because I was thinking a lot the other day about 9-11 and how this is so different from that because during 9-11, if you're old enough to have to remember it and to have lived through the terrifying ordeal that was the days like of and following 9-11 when everything was unsure and scary, much like now. Um, you, you see a real difference in the way that people have responded. Back then, like the whole world kind of like that at least the United States came together in a way that was really beautiful. And I think uh-huh. part of that was because we were all able to actually come together. And in this, it's like, we all have to isolate. And I think that does something to a person to not be able to like reach out and hold their loved one or, you know, come together for like, a. I remember we did like a bonfire or something like a few nights after 9-11. That was just like a kind of way for everybody just to be together and to like show support for one another. And there was a lot of hugging and a lot of, you know, just, you know, touch and. Yeah. Can't do that right now. Yeah. When we start missing those things, I think everybody just starts to, lose it um i've literally told people i've been dreaming about hugging i miss hugging all of you guys like even the ones that annoy me even like when i want to kick nick in the fucking dick like i still have my husband <laughs> like yeah it's, i i think it's just a really it, it's the worst case scenario for people because we naturally want to come together when we're in a time of crisis. And now mm-hmm. that's the one thing that we cannot do. And those that are doing it, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this about the protesters, and I don't give a shit if I get blowback for it, but y'all are a bunch of fucking dicks. You're a bunch of fucking dicks. Yeah. You're, you're but they'll argue and say, they'll, they'll argue and say, you know, but I have the right. Yeah, you know, the, well, the Constitution. You know what? Good. Wipe yourself out of the voting population. I don't give a shit. I just, you I know, think it's just, just, it's a bunch of old white people, is what it is. And they're sick and tired of yeah, being with each other in the house. They drove each other crazy. I get it. Their kids are probably the reason, too. It's mostly the kids, I think. Yeah, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're left or you're right. Um, I think if you want to protest, you know what? I don't really mind as much the drive-by protesting. I think... Yeah, because they're in their vehicles. Yes. You, you know, they're, they're staying away from everyone. So that's the perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Use your rights. But right now, also remember, mm-hmm. you're putting everyone at danger. And that's just cunty-ass shit. And uh, that's all I got to say about it. Like we're finally getting to a point where certain places that were worst hit are slowly becoming better. And now you want to go out in a crowd. Good. Lick each other's faces. Like just wipe yourself off the fucking voting map. I don't give a shit. Good. You know, and it's, 
like it's sad because like someone said, you know, well, what happens when they come after your rights? And like I had someone message me and they're like, well, what happens when they come out and you can't do stand up comedy? And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, like it's not. But if it does, like, if someone right like now, forcibly won't. Y'all are dealing with it. But yeah. you're staying the fuck home. You're finding new ways around things. It's not a permanent situation. We are in a pandemic. They have happened in the past, which is, I think, a good re- like one of the reasons that I want to share the polio epidemic in the United States in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Because it's an example of, hey, sometimes you have to do things for the greater good to keep all of us safe. It's temporary. It's not taking away your rights. And honestly, none of these things have been really enforced very often. No, like with the thing with the, the playground, they're like, hey, you can't play on the playground. You can hang out outside in the park if you're social distance, you know, if you're doing what you want to do. No problem. Yeah. You know? And not to mention, again, I do want to do a big ass shout out to the men and women of the medical industry right now that are fucking risking their lives every day with the shittiest circumstances ever to do. Like, holy shit. And then people are harassing them. Like, people are harassing, like, when nurses and doctors who have been pulling, you know, 12, 24, 48, 72-hour shifts, like, they can't wait to go home and, like, you know, relax. And you have people harassing them outside the hospitals. I'm just like, dude, like the number one person I respect in the hospital is a, yeah, is like the nurse. Like the nurse is like the backbone of a hospital. Like, yeah, doctors are doctors. But like nurses are like, dude, I will yell at a doctor if I'm not cool. Like if I don't like, like if I disagree with the doctor or I don't feel like he's giving me, you know, the right thing, I will straight up say it. I will be so polite though to a nurse. Because they do, they they do more work than the doctor. Yeah, no. And a lot of them don't get, and a lot of them don't get paid enough to deal with that stuff. Yeah, and, and so like people, but people are like yelling at like saying every they're, day. Yeah, they're saying like they're crisis actors or they're they're you know faking everything. Now here in in our area, there's only been, I think, nineteen or lower confirmed cases where people were like actually in the hospital being sick so our hospital beds are not full of corona However, virus here. we our state i i will say this i love the great state of texas i have it tattooed on my arm it is a part of my heart and my soul but we're doing one of the worst jobs of testing people out of all of the mm-hmm. states which is really fucking shitty now, is it because we can't get our hands on tests or we're just not doing it? I don't it? know. I mean, you would have to talk to Greg Abbott about that. Well, you know, he's not answering my calls right now. Yeah, well, he's... Mostly because I don't have his phone number. Yeah, no, I think our state is doing a very poor job of testing. Um, it has nothing to do with my love of the state because this is my home and it always has been I I had it tattooed on my arm while I was living in Chicago because 
it, it, I, I would say that I have my heart on my sleeve. Like, once you're a Texan, you're a Texan, and you're a Texan for the rest of your goddamn life. Like, there's nothing like the love that you can have for Texas. It is a very unique cultural group. We we have one of the most mixed race and I, I would say the best culture in, in the United States because we have such a blended population that's here and it's been so welcoming to blending that population into our culture and turning it into different things, whether it be food um, or uh, holidays, things, you know, just every aspect of our lives. If you go into HEB, you can get everything from fucking sushi to uh, fucking giblets, like, to kolaches. Kolaches are a very unique Texas thing. There's breakfast tacos, all, you know, just all, the blending of culture is, is a, Texas is a perfect example of that. But Oh, yeah. You know, this is the one thing that I'm kind of ashamed of is that they're really not doing enough. Like, I know that it's difficult right now, but you have governors that have literally flown to South Korea to get PPE and materials and and testing materials. Like, why would a state this large be testing so little? Well, especially when we have. A let's not let, right let's now. not say that it's because they don't want to. Let's go ahead and let them know. No, it's not because they don't want to test. There's got to. I'm sure there's a reason why a lot I of testing is not getting like done. Not you know, enough at it, and that's I, again. I can talk to you for hours about the great state of Texas and mm-hmm. how much I love it, but this is one aspect in which I think that they are not footing the bill i think what we should do is we should look into and see why it's not happening i'm sure there's yeah absolutely some reports i could you know i could completely wrong. it might be that like hey we're just not getting the numbers in because you know paperwork houston, or something it could be something two, like that in all of houston there's two public testing sites like the drive-up kind yeah and they're saying that's the only way that we fi- we have no idea how many people have this, so we're reporting lower numbers. But that's because we can't even test them. So I don't know. Yeah. That's just my one little qualm. Again, Texas, I love you. You are my home, and always will be. I have tattooed you on my arm because that's how much I fucking adore this state. And all of its people, but no. I'm just a little. I'm gonna look into this because us. I don't feel like. Not that I don't trust what you're saying, or I, I'd say oh, I'm not gonna call you a liar. I just feel like there's there's more to that. So we're gonna do some research. Yeah, let's check it out. So that way, Absolutely. if for some reason, it, even if for some reason, Texas is not doing it, we should probably find out why. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it's out of negligence or for them like not caring about the people of Texas, but oh yeah. I also God, how shitty would that be, though? A lot of the governors are more like, and this goes on both sides of the aisle, are more worried about opening their states up 
because of economic issues, then they're worried about handling this issue. I was just listening to the mayor of uh, Las Vegas. Oh my gosh, Lee, we're going to have to post. Oh yeah, she's over. She's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, and and she said it's not her job to worry about whether what type of like protections they're doing. No, I feel like it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, because yeah, you're yeah. like the head honcho. You're like the head <laughs> honcho there. But I think it's just a growing experience for the United States. We're gonna get through it, regardless. You know, the world's moving on. I'm learning how to grow things. Um, <laughs> I have a compost heap now. I never thought I would be this person. Did you ever get those worms? No, I haven't gotten the worms yet, but the compost heap is doing pretty well right now. Um, so, listeners, if I have any, like, wonderful listener out there, who wants to send me some worms? Apparently, everybody's rating the fishing sections of different places, and I kind of need those worms. <laughs> um, I, Maybe they're just not restocking worms right now. Worms aren't essential. I, yeah, no, I was thinking about that also. Um, I asked. They said they keep selling out at Walmart. But, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I would say fishing is a pretty good socially distancing activity the for best. people to do, like an activity to go outside and do. Also, you can, you know, catch your own fish uh, for food when the grocery stores are, you know, hit or miss right now. Although I will say, uh, I asked the Walmart employee today when I did my curbside pickup, how it was looking inside and they said pretty good they said they're still running out of toilet paper which i think is a fucking weird ass thing that is happening but that um the food is looking good they still have beef and chicken and uh the produce section is hit or miss but it sounds like you know we're bouncing back pretty well well, hopefully, as long as nobody does anything stupid, yeah, I feel like you know we're we're on the mend. It's gonna be a while before you know we can actually like like uh like the one thing all of our comedian friends who are doing like live streams and podcasts and and whatnot, like all of us are like I cannot wait to go and tell some jokes, yeah, on stage. Yeah, no, I think that's hard. Like, I can't wait to go out and just see everybody. Oh, I just, I, you know what? I can't wait to hug people. And I was talking again to my mom earlier today, who's been, you know, she's, she checks in on me every single day because she's just knows that I, I crave people all the time. Yeah. Uh, so she just checks in to make sure I'm doing well. But I was talking to her earlier because my mom was an actress. And she craves performance and things like that. And just being in front of people. And I feel so bad for anyone in the gig economy right now. That First of all, like yeah. filing for unemployment uh, is insane for them. Um, oh, yeah. 
and just not being around people, not being able to entertain. And I've been really proud of the ways that a lot of our friends have been finding different ways to entertain from afar. <laughs> well, like uh, our one friend, Mente, he's got the show Comics Talking Shit where he gets on with different comedians from around Houston. Well, from around everywhere. <laughs> uh, but like most of Houston, and he asks them questions about, you know, you know, how'd you get started? What's your best set? What's your worst set? And just ask them, you know, questions in general. And I know I'm going on his show uh, May yeah, 12th. Uh, when are you going on? Oh, no, we're still talking about. <clears throat> are you still talking about it? I really think you should do it. I really think. It would be interesting because one, you're so you're not a comedian, but you're you're a I'm writer. So yes, that's a. But I work in like comedy. Yeah, you're not. A, yeah, Kate, we're gonna get her on stage, guys. Don't uh, worry, we're gonna get Caitlin on stage so one day. <laughs> I think the best time would be to after we're allowed to go out and perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because everyone's not gonna be a hundred percent and so we can just sneak you right yeah, in there. You know what? But I'm uh be down for it by that point because I'm just gonna be so hungry for but I always talk about it as yeah. you know I think the reason that I love being a writer so much, um, especially writing and comedy and is because I've been a bartender for twelve years. I perform twelve nights or, you know, five, 12 nights, five nights a week on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. And your stage is a bar and you serve alcohol. Yeah. You know, well, and it's a... Me, put when, on I a get to, when I get to just help, like, develop an idea and I start rolling with somebody about, like, any type of idea um, or... You know, even with things that I normally wouldn't do, we all know that <laughs> I've worked with Nikolai on this pirate idea thing, but I'm not. <laughs> I love Nikolai to death. You're this Nikolai Bogost. Uh, Bogost? How do I pronounce that? I don't know. Bogost? <laughs> I don't know. But a sweet friend of mine um, and a funny comedian. <laughs> like even when it's not something that's like working out well I just love the the creation of something and cracking each other up over silly things when it comes down to whether it be like writing for a sketch or even on the opposite scale of the spectrum writing in our group chat like tonight when we were roasting Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that, we do that That's a lot. Friend, uh, Nick J, very funny. He fan. loves it. Um, I did get him to do a, a, a relax. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you know you've gotten him. It's not like that. It's, it's relax. That's how it relax. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. But that's when you know you've gotten them when you get a relax out of him and it's always just a win because he's such a good roaster but he's been doing this boom roasted thing that's driving me up the fucking wall i so guys what he will do is he will we're in our group chat and he will do the michael scott boom roasted 
and it's not a very good roast. And that, that's why it works so well. It's like a, a very minor roast on someone, but then he'll say, boom, roasted. And I don't know why, but I giggle like a little idiot every time he does that because it drives me. If you've ever seen The Office, I think that's why I like it so much more. Is because it drives you up the wall. It does. I'm just like it's a fifteen-year-old joke. (laughs) I'm like, it's not even your fucking joke. (laughs) It's hilarious, and he. I know he. I know he giggles like a little idiot when he does it too. So, I know, but we got him good tonight. I I feel like we got some payback in there this evening. So that was oh, yeah. a little bit of a. Whenever you hit him with the, whenever he hits you with the relax, that's when you know. Oh yeah, I got him. <laughs> I forget what I said. I think no, I think Kayla said. Uh, somebody, no, it was it you or Kayla who said something about what he yelled when he was orgasming no. oh i did it was uh, yeah, show me the like, money show me the money and then i was like no i think he just yells his own name <laughs> and i was like no that's what he yells when he comes <laughs> and i went on a uh, comparing him to tom cruise and i was like he's like tom cruise because of the same height and then i and i said and that's not again nick is short in stature <laughs> Oh, man. You get the relax. Sometimes I do love our group chats. That was a fun one, though. Oh, yeah. Because it was fun to boom roast him right back. Uh, and I'm hoping he doesn't listen to this. Because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, nah, he knows you love yeah. you. Like today, oh, the one thing, like, right before we started the podcast, uh, Steven started playing Pokemon. He bought a DS that had a lot of Pokemon games on it. And so I was like, Squirtle's like Squirtle is the best Pokemon to start with. And uh and then uh <laughs> Ty Salee was like same. And if anyone picks that bitch ass plant one, you can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> Steve was like everyone sleeps on Bulbasaur and I was like we have to get in a room together to have this argument, and I want to record it no. because it's a bunch of grown-ass dudes talking about a game that's well over 12, 20, 30 years old. Yeah, no, can I actually talk to you seriously right now? Of course. Me and Kayla are going to come beat the shit out of every single fucking one of you. I you welcome it. fucking... Get your own group chat I welcome it. for video nope. games. That's... <clears throat> okay, the group chat is named Dumpster Fire. Anything can be said oh in my there. God. Y'all can go to y'all's little, y'all can go to y'all's little group chat and talk about unicorns and stickers and, you know, what kind of, you know, makeup you like to put on depending on what day it oh. is. I'm, y'all have y'all's own We have our own fucking group chat. We're going to talk, talk about, about how fucking stupid y'all are all the time. Um, can I just explain oh, no for the listeners right now what's been happening? They said yes. Yes. Okay. So, the guys in the group, which is everyone except for me and Kayla, 
have all been getting. So all the guys, all the males, everyone with ding dongs. Everyone with the dingling. <laughs> have been playing. Everyone with PP. Fucking Call of Duty. Is that what you all are playing? What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, Call of yeah, Duty so Warzone. Playing Call of Duty. And instead of just talking to each other like normal people on their fucking Xboxes or whatever the fuck you use for it, they're like live chatting through it. I'm like, how do you even have your hands on the controller right now? <laughs> it's called text yeah, to speech. And, like, none of it makes sense to anyone who doesn't play it. So me and Kayla are sitting there like, when did this Okay, so it doesn't make sense to any. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to you or Kayla because y'all don't play. It makes sense to everyone else that plays. So basically, all the girls, if y'all would join, if y'all would get the game and play it, I'm. I know y'all would enjoy no, it. I'm not a big fan of like the first like person shooters. What was the one that came out a couple years ago that was like about the Black Dahlia? Um. The Black yeah, Dahlia. Yeah, it was like a, it was like Ooh, a, it was the first person shooter, but it also had like a Black Dahlia background. It was set in LA. Um, a lot of it was like a mystery one, but it was a really popular game. I liked that one. That was fun to play. It was called Black Dahlia. No, it wasn't called Black Dahlia. Well, I mean, just like there is a video game called Black Dahlia that came out in '98. I just, <laughs> I just googled it, but it takes place in LA. Yeah, it takes place in LA. I'll have to ask. I bet my ex-boyfriend would know because I used to play it with him all the time. Because ex- I would. What other like what other character? What other things do you remember from the game? Let's let's figure this out. Would have probably come out, and I would say. 2008 to 2010. Um, there it was like a detective uh, that like. L. Noir. Yeah. Yeah, I played that game. It was okay. So the people who made Grand Theft Auto made uh, L. A. Noir. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense as to why, because I love Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that was... It was a fun game. I enjoyed it. But, no, Call of Duty Warzone's the best, and the reason we like it is because it's just a way for us to, like, you know, socialize, but also, there's these little 13-year-old bitch asses on there that like to talk shit, and what they don't realize is I talk shit for a living. <laughs> make them cry to their parents. Even if they kill me in the game, I still make them feel bad. Yeah. Well, me and my ex in college used to play that all the time. And I would, I was good at all of like the mystery shit in it and like running around, like finding shit and doing that. And then when you had to go to like yeah. the challenges <laughs> or some type of like, you know, like, first-hand shooting, like, thing. I would just be like, here, take the remote. And so we both had, like, our part. <laughs> it was teamwork. That's awesome that y'all, like, Yeah, together. it was teamwork. 
teamwork makes the team work. Yeah, well, I think that's why um, I'm still friends with all of my ex-boyfriends. I have, like, really good relationships with my ex-boyfriends. Uh, all of mine ended terribly. My my one relationship ended terribly. Like, I couldn't be like, hey, you want to play video games? She'd be like, get the hell out of my phone. No, I've been in... Um... I've been in, I would say, four pretty significant relationships, um, most of them lasting between two years and, like, almost ten years for one of them. But uh, the ten-year one was kind of off and on. It was, like, the high school sweetheart situation where it's like, are they, aren't they? What are they? Mm. Um Mm-hmm. But I've, uh, yeah, no, I'm friends with every single one of them. Yeah, not me, but, but I was very lucky in that, even though when this first began, I was very freshly out of my relationship with Chad, uh, who we haven't mentioned in a while. Oh, Chad. Oh, Chad. Um,. But no, we've actually been talking this last week a lot on the phone. Um, not like in a not oh, like yeah? in a get back together type situation, but you just want to check in on the people that you care about. Um, especially when he found out I was sick, he was very concerned. That's good that he's still. Oh man, I'm getting yeah. tired. Well, I mean, how far is it? Yeah, and apparently I'm supposed to... Uh, we're at 50 minutes, yeah, so... But, like, I'm supposed to, like... Like, because I... Did I tell you that I'm supposed to be working from yes, home? Yes, you were telling me about that. Did you want to tell the listeners about what happened? Yeah, so... Um, dealing with all my injuries and everything. Uh, I talked about this in the, in the previous podcast, but, like, I get a call from my... Uh, HR representative that's dealing with my uh, uh, injury and she's like so hey how do you like telecommunicating for work and I'm like what are you talking about and she's like you're supposed to be doing telecommunic like you're supposed to be working from home and all that I was just like I don't know what you're talking about she's like has no one told you you're supposed to be doing this I was like no one has contacted me since the day I left on admin leave and she was just like oh my god She's like, then she sent me this email with like the job description and all that. And I have to like, you know, it's modified light duty. So I have to sign it because it, it tells me you know, how much I'm going to get paid, hours I work, you know, this, that, or the other. And uh, I haven't signed it yet because like one, I don't have a computer to do work with. So there's no way I can do that. I call my boss to ask him what I'm doing. He doesn't know what I'm supposed to be doing and was supposed to call me back today, which didn't happen. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. So I'm just sitting here waiting for somebody to get back to me about what I'm supposed to be doing for work. (laughs) That's the worst. She was like, yeah, you're supposed to start. She was like, you're supposed to start this on Monday. Like they're supposed to contact you last week. And I'm like, nope, nope, didn't happen. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. (laughs) I mean, it's no. It gives me like something to do. Like I can be like a little productive. Yeah, no. It gives me so, but like, until, like that. you know, 
until they tell me like what I'm supposed to be doing and all that, I'm just going to, you know, regular business as usual. Yeah. If I were you, but I eventually would just make sure you email like HR. So it's in writing, but you're waiting for instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Cause it was just like talk. It's like when you, uh, like when somebody knows something that you're supposed to know, but no one told you about, and you're just like, Oh, this is new information. And she was just like, yeah, yeah we've all been there. We're having a bunch of issues at my workplace. Also, I guess a bunch of people filing for unemployment have been getting this notice that they quit um, and were uneligible, which we were all furloughed. Um, I want to Did it say like what day they were? Yeah, I'm. Like you quit I'm on. Not sure. I have not had that same issue right now. I'm actually still dealing with like just the technicalities of filing for it because it's nearly impossible right now. But the employees yeah. themselves have actually been more helpful than probably most of the management because we've all been finding things out and sharing it with each other um, and people that we're supposed to talk to just tonight. Uh, right before we started recording, actually, <coughs> um, somebody messaged into the group about somebody that they spoke with and they had a direct telephone line. So uh, I'm going to look into that tomorrow because it was after work hours, so they wouldn't be there anyways. Um, but yeah, no, this whole situation, I think, has been really difficult for a lot of people. Thankfully for me, I've had some wonderful people. Oh, I should tell the story about, um, I've got some regulars. I just want to give a shout out to some of my regulars. I had people drop off so much food. Like, I have too much food. I'm going to have to start, like, giving it away. I'm trying to, I'm freezing as much as I can because I have a huge thing about food waste. But I am just amazed. Um, people have been offering me money, which I've told them, you know, save it, especially if they have been furloughed or laid off and things like that. I'm like, I am not in any dire straits right now. I'm not as comfortable as I'd like to be. But I literally had a full, Greatest Christmas a full turkey. <laughs> Frozen fucking entire turkey brought to my house today so yeah now you can have thanksgiving yeah no actually um since i am out of um fever for uh more than 72 hours um i'm about god what's 82 plus 20 whatever the fuck 82 plus 24 is right now i'm about that far out of fever so I'm in what's considered to be a zone of not shedding the virus, if indeed that is what I have. Uh, so my sister is supposed to pick me up this weekend. I'm starting to defrost the turkey now. So we're going to spatchcock a turkey and make a bunch of food. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll be like just a really fun time. My sister just got two new puppies. And they are the cutest they things ever next so to Athena. Fucking cute. 
I know. I Stanley asked if he wanted me to bring them over um, when he was bringing me like the chili and brisket the other, which by the way, also, I want to give a big shout out. My brother-in-law does not listen to this, but I'm going to shout him out anyways. I woke up about three or four days ago from like just a deep sleep to a text message that said, I just smoked another brisket. Do you want me to bring you some? Naturally, I was Hell like, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would like to shout out my, my brother Stanley again because he picked up this book uh, from Franklin Barbecue uh, about, I would say, six months ago and has been perfecting his brisket and it's just getting better every time and it was it was just Sweet. such a wonderful treat to have when you're not feeling well and you know you're just feeling disconnected from the world around you and things like that and to have someone that <clears throat> you love and is a member of your family like straight up hook you up so he came dropped it off on my doorstep he chilled through the fence for a minute um he asked if he if i wanted him to bring the puppies but i was like well i don't want to like touch on the puppies and then have you guys touch the puppies just in case but i'm very excited to uh get to hang out with my my brother-in-law and my sis my sweet sweet sister uh this weekend oh that's nice yeah and just to have like company and and get out of the house yeah and i know you're supposed to be socially distancing and stuff like that but i feel like with family it just doesn't count as much because (laughs) because you're family well and you have to have something it's just psychologically unhealthy not to have something um and I'm also, the, and we're going to be, try to be as careful as possible. We talked about like wearing masks and, um, you know, keeping like a safe distance between like me and them at the house. I'm going to come in through the back, uh, garage, wash your hands, yeah, just all of those sorts of things. Um, but it was just really sweet of, of my sister to want to come pick me up and, we're gonna we are gonna do some cooking together, so we will be in the kitchen. So there will be gloves worn and lots of hand washing beforehand and things like that. Um, but my sister I'm a good I am a great cook, but my sister by far is a much better cook than me. But she has a much nicer kitchen. There you go. So I feel like she has uh you know, a little bit of like a what's it called like a handicap on me on that one so fuck you yeah. Jamie no just kidding but my chili is better than hers <laughs> that's awesome well we're hitting that hour yeah. mark so let's go ahead and wrap yeah, it up uh, so glad everyone was here to listen to us and hopefully we'll get back on our regular schedule now that someone on this podcast isn't dying i was never dying <laughs> i was just 
Very I don't know. I heard you talk. It sounded like you were on yeah, death's doorstep. No, I, I definitely, <laughs> you know, I blame the restaurant industry for, I mean, not, I don't blame them, but I'm sure it was just a very easy place to get sick. Um, and nobody, we didn't it's know until the last eating. minute that so many people were sick. So, you know, it is what it is, but listen to my voice now. I sound much better. I've got a little bit of a rasp going on, but I'm, I'm doing much better. Yeah. I sounded like a nightmare before I am, but it is what it is. And we're all going to get through this together, you guys, because the DJs down South, we ain't going away, bitches. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no. All right, guys. Well, it has been awesome getting back in yeah. touch with you guys. So we love y'all. Hopefully, uh, I put up no, with y'all. No, he loves y'all. <laughs> yeah, with he all does. my heart. So. Yeah. So thanks for stopping by, guys. Uh, wash, wash your hands. hands for sure you know be conscious of your your fellow citizens and be kind yeah. if you don't need to go out don't go out if you're an essential worker we appreciate what you're yeah. doing wear a mask You'll and find humor uh, what else and, and eat, 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 eat your, your vegetables dude, fucking talk to yourself right now I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about ma'am this has been 